and welcome to Forward Thinking, a monthly podcast from the School of Philosophy, Psychology and Language Sciences. Once a month we talk to our academics about the brilliant research ideas and projects they're working on. My name's Jackie Thompson and today I'm talking to Dr Tom Ross. Tom's a clinical lecturer in old age psychiatry at the University of Edinburgh, a researcher for Alzheimer's Scotland Dementia Research Centre and a researcher at the Centre for Cognitive Ageing and Cognitive Epidemiology. We're talking about a paper Tom and his colleagues have recently published which suggests that where you live might have an effect on your dementia risk. We're here to talk about a paper that's recently been published called The Geographical Variation in Dementia and it's brought up some really interesting results which suggest that people who live in the north are more prone to suffering dementia than people who live in the south. Now, as the study was done in Sweden and Scotland, that is not good news for Scots. So, Tom, if you could um, just briefly give us a sort of a definition or explanation of what dementia, what it is, really. Absolutely. So, de- dementia is a syndrome that develops in later life. Um, and there's two main components to it. So, changes in cognitive function. So, often it's um, memory problems, but other thinking functions as well can be affected. And also um, your day-to-day function deteriorates as well as a, as a consequence. So these two things together make up dementia. And there are various diseases that cause it. So Alzheimer's disease is the most common one, but vascular dementia and dementia with Lewy bodies are other common causes. And while it develops in later life, it, in terms of the, the symptoms, Actually, we know that it starts to develop in the brain much, much earlier in life, probably decades before you actually develop symptoms, you start to develop this process. So um, it's important to think about it as a lifelong condition rather than just a disease of later life. Do you want to tell us about, about what the study was about and what, what prompted it, maybe, Tom? Absolutely. Well, this, this work goes back a few years when, when we be- began to be interested in geographical variation in dementia. I guess it was started by um, some ideas that there might be differences between rural and urban areas in in dementia risk. And there were a number of studies which suggested one way or the other, but it was very difficult to compare them because it was a bit like comparing apples and oranges because nobody measured things in the same way. And if group A found that the risk was higher in rural areas, but group B found the risk was higher in urban areas, that might be because they were doing things differently. So we looked through the the research literature to to write a review on the topic and we only included studies where they'd they'd looked at more than one place and using exactly the same methodologies. So they'd looked at a rural area and an urban area in ways that you could compare them. And there wasn't much out there actually published that was good quality but but we put it all together and it seemed to be that there was a greater risk um, if you lived in rural areas, particularly if you grew up in rural areas. And we wanted to develop this a bit more and, and do a, a better study than had been done so far. So that's, that's why we, we tried to do this one um, as best we could. And so using um, the Swedish Twin Registry um, and also the 1932 Scottish Mental Survey cohorts, we looked at geographical variation in dementia risk. Was it sort of an accident that you found this difference between the north and the south? Or, or was that something that you, you already had a hunch about perhaps beforehand? So I, I guess we had a bit of a hunch in that we'd, we'd, we'd looked at rural and urban differences. And so, to be honest, I was expecting to find the risk to be higher in rural areas because that's what fitted with what we had before. Taking the Swedish study first, because we're using twins, we know how related they are genetically and so we can take the genetics into account and really get rid of it. And so doing that, we're still left with a big variation in dementia risk. So in the the north of Sweden compared to the south, you're about two to three times more likely to to have dementia. 
And because we've got rid of those genetic effects, it's likely that that's to do with some environmental risk factor. Then in the Scottish data, one way that they're better than the Swedish data is because it's, they were a narrow age cohort. These people were all born in 1921. So they've all gone through various milestones about the same time. They all experienced the Second World War. They all experienced the introduction of the NHS and the welfare state at the same time and these sorts of things. The Swedish twins were all sorts of ages. And so it'd be more difficult to tease apart these, these discrete effects. In the Scottish data, though, we didn't know how related they were, so we couldn't get rid of the genetic effects in the same way. But nevertheless, we saw broadly the same pattern, lower risk in the south compared to the north um, in Scotland as well, and kind of about the same amount, certainly two or three times. Um, not as we expected, the, the rural-urban difference. So, so actually, yes, the, the north of Sweden is quite rural, and parts of the, the north of Scotland are quite rural, but actually there are big urban centres in both of those areas, and that, the, the pattern wasn't purely rural and urban, it was a much clearer north-south difference. And how far down did you go? Did you go down as far as sort of Edinburgh and Glasgow? Yeah, well, we, we, we went down, uh, down to the border, so it was all, all the, the, the Scottish postcodes we looked at, and really the, the, the borders in the southwest were sort of lower risk, the central belt was pretty average, and then the further north you go, certainly at least as far as Inverness, it gets a bit less clear further north, but I think that's because the data were sparser up there. But certainly up as far as Inverness, the rate goes up um, the further north you go. In the report, I noticed that you're generally more likely as a woman to, to get dementia. Is that true? or have I... No, 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 that's, that's, that's completely right. On the whole, dementia rates are higher in women than men. And... It's not entirely clear why that is. Part of that is, is probably because men are more likely to die earlier on the whole, and so there are more women still alive who can develop dementia, but there does seem to be this sex difference anyway. For that reason, we looked at men and women separately in our study, and the patterns are slightly different. But as far as I'm aware, it's not fully explained. So you got really, um, I suppose your, your data was really good. It was great that you had these two sort of really good studies. Are there other countries that have such equally good data and would you consider sort of doing more similar it, stuff? It would be great to be able to do this, this in, in more places to, to, because the, the, there's a lot of overlap between Scotland and, and, and Sweden in terms of um, geographical coverage of the globe. Um, I think in terms of the, the, the narrow age cohort in Scotland, it's almost unique. So in, in Scotland in 1932, there was this Scottish mental survey looking at every 11-year-old at school. They got about 95% of, of school children aged 11. Um, they did the same thing again in 1946. Um, and we're just about to start doing a similar project using the same, this, this newer data set. Because they're a bit younger, not so many of them will have developed dementia by now. But because... Um, we're starting a bit later, they were all born in 1936. Hopefully we'll be able to trace even more of them because they'll have spent more of their life under the NHS and, and we might be able to, to catch a greater proportion of them. In terms of data analogous to the, the Swedish um, data there, I mean, the Swedes are excellent. I mean, it's a, it's a, they've, they've got to, this register of basically every twin that's been born since the, the, the middle of the late of the 19th century. It's just, it's just wonderful. But a lot of the Scandinavian countries have great records like that. The difficulty is finding the, the, the dementia data. So there, a lot of them have recorded twins or something like that. But the, the, at the Karolinska Institute in, in Stockholm, who, who we collaborated with on this project, um, they'd, they'd traced as many of these 
older twins as they could. So everybody over 65, they contacted by telephone initially. They they spoke to them, did a cognitive screen over the um, the phone, and then invited them to come into the, the clinic if it seemed like they had some memory problems. And they they examined them, and some of them got scanned, and they took blood tests, and all these sorts of things. So it's it's an enormous project that was done. As far as I'm aware, the other Scandinavian countries haven't done it in quite the same way. Um, but we are actively looking to see if there is anywhere else and, and anywhere closer to the equator that we could look at as, as well, but we haven't been successful in finding anything yet. Well, I suppose the, the burning question is, do you have any ideas about what, what might have caused those kind of results, really? Well, it's, it's a really tantalising finding, isn't it, that, you, yeah. that you've, you've just got this big difference. Yeah. And it's, as I've said, we've, we've concluded that it's likely to be some environmental risk factor. So we're, we're actively looking to try and work out what that might be. It's not going to be one factor probably, but, but which factors it might be. And so we're looking at a number of candidates. Um, we're working with a, a group at the University of Exeter, which is a very sunny place, who um, they're interested in sunlight and vitamin D. So we're, um, we're looking at, at that as a possibility. It's likely that people in the north are exposed to, to less sunlight than people in the south of countries. So it's certainly a plausible um, candidate. And it has been linked to cognition and to dementia risk. So it might be that that's something to do. It's a very difficult thing to study, though, because you've got to take into account how long people spend outside and cloud cover and all these sorts of things. So it's a, it's a difficult one to measure. But hopefully using a very large cohort study um, called UK Biobank, which is part of the MRC-funded Dementias Platform UK, um, because people have had blood samples taken, we could actually look at the, the levels of vitamin D in their body, which would hopefully make it better. Um, and there's about half a million people who took part in that study. So I think that that will be a very good way to answer the question as to whether vitamin D is related to um, dementia risk in this way or not. Another possibility is that there's a micronutrient called selenium, which again has been linked to dementia risk. And there's evidence there's lower levels of it in the north of Sweden compared to the south. So that's certainly a possibility. It might be a dietary factor like that. And we're also looking at um, things like air pollution and water quality to see whether they might be uh, the cause of this um, finding, but we haven't solved it yet, I'm afraid. I guess um, we've always thought that it was kind of lifestyle factors that were that were affecting dementia the most, you know, how much exercise we get and how active your brain stays and all those kind of things. Absolutely. You, I mean, you're quite right. Those things are really, really important and, and I wouldn't diminish their importance at all, but they don't explain the whole risk of dementia. And so this is just trying to look at a, an alternative way which complements that approach to see if there are other things that we can do to reduce dementia risk. We know that um, smoking, diabetes, um, having high blood pressure in, in middle of life, cholesterol, um, physical education, um, education in early life, all these things are related to your dementia risk. And, and in statistical models, people have estimated that if you could if you could optimise all those things in everybody, or at least the, the foremost common, I think, um, if you could basically get rid of the effect of the, the bad effect of these things, you could reduce the risk of dementia by about just under a third. I think it was 28%. But you've still got a big chunk of dementia that's left. So there's something else going to be causing that. So if we could nibble away a bit more of that by identifying some environmental risk factors that could be fixed. And our two to three-fold variation suggests that if you could find out what caused that, you might be able to halve dementia rates. So that could be a big chunk, potentially. It might be a, a, another way to prevent further dementia risk. What next for you with, in terms of this study? So are, have you got plans already to move on with that? Absolutely, yes. We're, we're, we're taking this forward. Um, 
in a couple of ways. So we're, because we're moving into looking at environmental risk factors, it's important to find out what's already been done. So at the moment, we're, we're looking through all the scientific literature and trying to, to write a review article on environmental risk factors and dementia. Um, because there hasn't been a great deal of interest in this in general. There are lots of studies that have been published, but bringing them all together will be a very useful um, process, and it will also tell us where we should start from. We're also trying to identify data sets about as many environmental variables as we can, so things like water pollution, uh, air quality, these sort of factors that I've mentioned already, because we need to, to have sufficiently detailed data sets maybe at the postcode level or, or, or slightly less detailed than that, so that we can incorporate them into these statistical models and see if, for example, if air pollution explains a certain proportion of this variation. If we have two to threefold variation, then we put air pollution into the model and it goes down to just two times, that's explained a bit of that risk. And it's likely that, at least it suggests that air pollution might be important. After that, once we've got a short list of things which might be important, it'd be good to look at them in more detail, actually in real human beings rather than in statistical models. So we're hoping that it'd be possible to use, again, this big study, UK Biobank, and also a, a smaller, similar study in Scotland called Generation Scotland, um, where people have been really, really carefully and, and examined in a very detailed way when they joined the study and then followed up to see if we can find a link between um, biological measures in the body, whether it's vitamin D or, or whatever, and dementia risk. So if we can show that it seems to explain a bit of this geographical variation, and then we can show that this factor also explains dementia risk, it suggests that this is a good candidate and we should think about seeing about if we could uh, alter levels of it in the population and see if we can try and prevent some cases of dementia. So one last question, what would you say to people who are listening who are wondering what to do to minimise their risk of dementia. One of the really important things is that it's never too early to think about preventing dementia because we know that dementia is um, a disease which um, appears clinically in later life but actually it's a disease that you develop at the very least from midlife and probably you're developing, you're, you're accumulating risk and protective factors from birth if not before. Education is a really important um, thing. There's a, there's, a, it's a very, there's a very robust association between more education and a lower um, dementia risk. The next thing is the thing that I've mentioned, the attending to cardiovascular risk, particularly in midlife. So not smoking, trying not to develop diabetes if you do, making sure it's controlled, controlling blood pressure, cholesterol, um, exercising, these sorts of things. Those would be the really important things. And there's some evidence that, that um, keeping active cognitively as well can help um, reduce dementia risk. Well, thank you very much, Tom. That's been fascinating and slightly worrying for those of us who are living in Scotland. Thanks very much. You're welcome. So thanks a lot to Dr Tom Ross for taking the time to talk to us today, and I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about this topic in the future. If you want to know more about the topic, follow the links at the Forward Thinking blog. And if you want to hear more podcasts like this one, again, subscribe to the blog or to us on iTunes.